What's up, people? It's Adam Hunter here, and I'm bringing you another podcast this week. And we're talking to Walt Harris, the big ticket. The dude's a badass. Got a big fight coming up against Alexei Okanov. I think I just messed up that name. However, Walt Harris is the man. Okay, love this dude. Let's talk to him right now. And by the way, you're getting this on Rockfin. Thank you for supporting me on Rockfin. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Trap songs and trap dance songs. Tune is songs to hook them door to land. Dance to hold them door to land. I'm a young trap nigga. Hello, is this Walt Harris? Speaking. Okay, I'm talking to the great Walt Harris. This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Good. Congrats on your last fight. That was awesome. You murdered that guy. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, they, that guy was undefeated, too. They were, they were hyping that guy up. They, like, they were looking at you yeah, as the I'm... opponent, but you just ran through him. <laughs> Walt. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. That was that was that was incredible, dude. You just murdered that guy. Thank you so much, man. I had to go in there and make a statement. You know, that's what I wanted to do: go in there and get him out of there quick. And uh, you know, that's what we did. Well, good for you, man. I was I was super happy for you. Uh, you came to my show. You were super nice. Uh, it was awesome seeing you there and like meeting your beautiful wife from Alabama. Uh, that was awesome. Good for you, man. Good for you. So, uh, so what's new? You, now you now you got, you got a fight coming up against uh, the guy who puts everybody in the Ezekiel co- uh, choke, right? Yeah, uh, Alexi Olenek. Yes, yes. Uh, are you preparing by not getting in that Ezekiel choke? Are you having everyone that you train with put you in that? Yeah, bro. We're definitely drilling, uh, you know, defenses for that. Um, you know, that's his specialty. Um, but he's he's also a great grappler. You know, I mean, he's got other tricks in his bag. But we're definitely prepared for for his uh his main thing, which is the Ezekiel choke for sure. Because he goes for it for everywhere. He goes for it like like they're in the weigh in. He yeah. goes for it like when you guys are touching gloves <laughs> before the fight, after the fight, like like in like the shower. I, I would I would just be looking for him all over because wherever that guy is, he uh he he goes for the Ezekiel choke now. Now your last, yeah, the, your last couple fights, uh, the guys that you seem to knock out the quickest, um, are are uh, Sergi Spivak, uh, guys like Chase Sherman. Uh, they're they're all white. Do you just like don't like white people, so you knock them out quickly? Is there? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it just kind of happened that way, bro. I mean, there's not many black people in the MMA. You know, I hadn't got to all the black guys yet, so I was supposed to be getting one of the black guys. Uh, Justin Willis, a.k.a. Big Titty MMA, uh, he, he ducked me. He ducked me, so I was going to knock him out. That would be my first, you know, first and second black murder. Black on black crime would have been definitely a thing. Okay, so it's nothing like you were picked on by white kids in your, when you were growing up, and now it's like revenge? So No, 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 no. I love, uh, white, white people are my favorite, bro. Oh, they're your... Sure. You, white, white, you know that. Of course. White, white. Of course, of course, of course. That's, uh, got it, got it, got it. All right, good. Now, um... Yeah, so that was, that was good. Now, also, I got to ask you. So Eric Anders said that he went to the gym. He never trained before in his life. And you were there, and you just beat the shit out of him his first day. 
You're you're a bully, man. You're a bully. <laughs> no, bro. Listen, listen. It's a thing, man. Where, like you come in the gym and you want to jump in the ring with me, and everybody's like, "Are right, you sure?" And he's like, "I'm sure." So I'm not gonna be like like you know. The dude's a national champion football player. I'm not going to just let him beat my ass. So I had to go in there and, like, show him, hey, this is where you, you want to work? You want to get here? Like, this is what you got to do. So we had fun with it, man. And, I mean, you see what he turned into, man. The dude's a freaking animal. I mean, he's in the UFC tearing it up right now. So He's an animal. You know. Right. Okay. All right. So all right. So he signed the waiver. You were like, it's go time. It's like, like what, if a guy had a, what if a guy rolled in, like, a wheelchair and wanted to fight you? Would you do that uh, the same thing? Well, no, nah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be nice to that guy for sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now, now, what's your um? Now, where where did you grow up, by the way? Uh, Birmingham, Homewood, Homewood, Alabama. Nice, and I see you got four kids with Angela. How do you have four kids? That's crazy. Well, I have I have two of my own with her, and then we have. Two, uh, I have two stepkids that she had from a previous marriage, but uh, I basically raised them from the time they were like three or four years old. So those are my kids. You know what I mean? Because uh, I have one, I have now. one daughter. My daughter's kicking my ass. I can't imagine having four. Or you know, that's bro. They've been they've been kicking my ass, bro. Almost <laughs> twenty years, bro. Like I'm still trying to recover. So I trust me, I understand. Now you work for UPS. I did at one point. Yeah, I was I was a uh, delivery driver. Well, not a really delivery, and I was kind of like the helper. And uh, I worked in the factory. I worked. I put. The, I loaded the trucks. I scanned the packages and all that stuff. I did all the dirty work. Look at you. Get on the road. Look at you. And were you like, what can Brown do for you? Was that like your thing? No. That that was it. Now it's like, <laughs> what can Brown do for you? But I do it with my fist. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Now, um, Andre Arlovsky, Was he? Uh, you hit. I was like, there's no way he's gonna last a minute with you. I'm like, once you he hits you, once you hit him, he's going down. Were you surprised that he was able to take your shots? Yeah, dude, it shocked me. I mean, like, I knew he was game. He's a former world champion. He was a legend in the sport. Um, but I just felt like, man, once I made a, a solid connection, I would stop him. And I hit him a couple times, and he shut down. Like, his body was shut down, but he'd come right back. And I'm like, damn. You know, so I just tried to stay patient, like, toward the end of the fight, you know, because I didn't want to get caught. Because he did hit me one time. And I was like, damn, this fucker still can crack. So, you know, you got to be careful. And you guys trained together, right? Before that? No, I, I, that's the thing. I never got to train with him. He was in the gym. He kind of did like a superstar thing. You know what I mean? He kind of trained behind the wall. Like, he didn't, he didn't really get on the mats with us. But, um, you know, so I saw him all the time, but I never really worked out personally with him. Did you take it personal that Greg Jackson and Winkle John were going to corner him and not you? Greg Jackson. Greg Jackson when you uh, and like Winkle John didn't didn't you leave Jackson's gym? Uh, uh, dur- uh, no, no, I never been. I, I was at ATT. Oh, ATT. Oh, right, right, right. weren't you? You, yeah. you, you were never at Greg Jackson's gym. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh well, forget Greg Jackson. Eight. Now, did you did you think it was personal that the guys at ATT were going to corner him? Nah, nah. It wasn't nothing personal. I mean, I feel like you know, at the end of the day, it's business. Um. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of guys down there that, that I was possibly going to be fighting. So it was just awkward. You know what I mean? It was just one of those situations where – and I even think Andre has his own, like, corner. The only person that I felt like um, some type of way in a way about cornering him was uh, was Conan Severa. You know, Conan, Conan was like a uh, father to me when I was at ATT. So that kind of hit me a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, man, whatever. It's business. So, you know, I never, I never really tried to take anything like that personally. Now, I just want to go in there and knock his face off and laugh at them while I'm doing it. 
Now, one of your fights, the guy should have got an Oscar. Mark Goodbeer, Godbeer, like you, you. He said you kicked him, but he looked. He looked like he was diving around the. Like that was. How pissed were you after that? I was very pissed. I tried to beat his ass in the doctor's bay in the back. Like that dude's a coward. You know, um, he knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody in the UFC knows it. Like it's, it was it's terrible, bro. Like if you're so hurt and you're so uh, unable to continue, why on earth? Are you able to argue with me in the back and you're coherent and you're doing all these different things? Like Dana even came up to me and said, there was nothing that that guy got hit with that he couldn't continue from. That dude's a coward, man. And uh, people like him have no place in this sport, bottom line. He's gone. Like he retired. But anybody that has any ideas or desires on doing anything similar to him is a coward in my eyes. So what happened? So you're in the back and you go, hey, man, that's that's nonsense. You, you, you chickened out. And did you try to fight him? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly. He tried to fight me in the back. After I did, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in the back and seen how the doctor base is set up. They literally put us, like, a little curtain between us in the very back. And I can, I'm, I'm talking to this guy through the curtain, like, bro, you're a coward. Like, why would you opt out of that fight knowing you can fight? He's like, come on, Walt, we can do it again whenever you want. I'm like, bro, you had your opportunity to do it again tonight. Like, you you chicken out. You, you know you chicken out. And so that's what, you know, got me. And then he comes, he gets up. I walk around to go confront him, and he's standing up there like he's ready to go again. I'm like, bro, you're, you're, you're a clown, bro. Like, you could have done this in the cage, and we could have settled it. But you want to, you know, check it out. So, screw that guy, man. Yeah, that was that's crazy. That was that was that's kind of funny though that you guys are fighting in in the doctors. Did the doctors try to break it up? What now? Did the doctor try to break it up? The doctor that he was the doctor. Yeah, they had the, the doctors. The doctors were breaking it up. The UFC security. Like, everybody was back there trying to keep us apart. It was so bad that they even, they let me go out in the crowd to avoid it. Because I told them, I said, look, here's what's going to happen. Either you let me go sit with my kids in the crowd, or I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to stay back here with this guy sitting in the green room and doing all that shit and acting all fake. I'm going to fuck this guy up. And they were like, all right, well, go ahead and go upstairs and, and sit in the crowd with your family. They never let us do that. You know, so... It was a bad situation, man. Like, I don't get like that with anybody. I don't have any disdain for anybody in this sport uh, other than Justin Big Titty Willis. But, you know, outside of him, I don't, I've, never, I've never had bad disdain toward anybody. But Mark Dobbier, I do not care for, I do not like. Um, and, and Justin Willis, I do not care and I do not like. So, you know, because they're, they're shitty people. You know what I mean? They're, they're very shitty people. Now, how come you don't like Big Titty? What did you say? I, How come you don't like Big Titty Willis? Okay, so Big Titty, basically what happened was about a year and a half ago, I think it was, I, I just noticed that I kept getting tagged on stuff on on, in it, on social media with him in it, and I, they were like kind of wanting us to fight each other. So every time, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. All right, all right cool, I'll fight you. Well, then one day I was like, you know what? I want this fight. I need to fight. I hadn't fought in a couple months. I was kind of inactive, so I said, I tagged him and I said, Justin, let's make this fight happen. What do you want to do? He, he responded with something that was so arrogant and so, like, like he was so much better than me that it kind of pissed me off and it pissed a lot of people off on the internet. Like, everybody's like, dude, you haven't fought anybody. And the only guy that y'all have in common that you fought, Walt destroyed him and you struggled with him. So why do you think you give up above fighting wall? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just rubbed me the wrong way ever since. You know, his, his energy, his vibe, I just don't like it. Hmm. And so he had a chance to fight me uh, July 20th. They offered him the contract. And he told he told them he couldn't make weight in two months. Oh, my God. Are you serious? 
Are you serious? Like, bro, you're ducking me. Quit ducking me. Quit running. And so they cut him. Like, that's just, uh, you know, he's a coward, bro. He's a coward. He's, he's all talk, no game. Wait, he can't. Wait, he, absolutely have a blast beating his ass. He can't make 265? Shouldn't make 265 in two months, bro. Think about that. I mean, that's what he told me. Wow. Wow. That's insane. Bro, that, tells me, that tells me either you're, a, you're an enormous fat ass right now. Or you're afraid to fight. One of the two. I mean, he does have some big titties, but still, 265, that's, that's, he should be able to get to that. Right? I mean, yeah. come on. Right? That's, so, oh, man. Now, uh, you got your, coward. I see that you got your, your uh, blue belt recently? Yeah, man. I got, you know, I've had it, but, you know, I kind of dusted it off the other day. Um, I hadn't been in the gym in, in years, man. Um, so, yeah, we threw on the blue belt. I'm trying to get some stripes and, you know, move up to the next level and see how good I can get in jiu-jitsu and a gi, man. That's just kind of like my new thing, my new focus right now. That's awesome. It's awesome that, like, because a lot of guys who are blue belts in the UFC would be, kind of be, like, embar- not embarrassed, but, like, you know, they wouldn't even show it off. You're like, fuck it, I'm a blue belt. Like, that's, that's inspiring to people like me who are, like, white belts. So, thank you. Yeah, dude, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, bro, like, I, I'm an open book, man. I don't try to portray myself to be something that I'm not. You know, um, at the end of the day, I feel like my ground game without a gi on is I can handle myself with anybody. And, and it's a lot different when you're punching somebody in the face. It doesn't matter what color your belt is when you get hit in the face. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's all about learning and growing for me, man, and, and letting the people follow my journey. And, and, you know, if I can inspire somebody with that, then that's what's up. Now, I'm looking at your Instagram, and it looks like you, there's like five black dudes wearing like, uh, you have like guns. And you look like you're some kind of a 1940s yeah. hit squad. Uh, what, what is, is this like a boys to men reunion? What is this? <laughs> no, so what it was is my uncle turned 50 uh, the week before my fight. And so they threw him a Harlem Knights theme party. And, uh, you know, everybody in the family came out. We dressed up. We had a great time. And uh, all those people you see in the picture are like, my, that's my brother and my cousins. You know, um, all my blood, man. We're just having a good time, you know, cutting up. That's, and then I see you with DMX. That's amazing. Yeah, that dude, man, I love DMX, but I don't think he was too excited to see me, man. No, he he looks like he looks like he owes you money, and uh, you're yeah, about he to. Looked, he looked he looked a little uh, father, dude. You know? So I was like, all right, he... I'm gonna get this quick picture because it's a once in a lifetime thing. I don't know how many times I'm gonna see DMX in my life, so dude... I don't care if he, he doesn't want to take it or not. He's gonna stand here, you know what I mean? I actually took but, my uh, I actually, actually like took my wife to the God bless you, so that was good enough for me. I, I took my wife to his concert like on our first date. We were the only white people there. He comes out like, no. yeah, he, he had like 25 opening acts, right? Uh, he went on like six hours late, put on the best show I've ever seen. It was a little inconsistent because he'd be like, I love my N-words and bitches. And then he'd, then he'd start preaching gospel for the next, he'd be like, right? yeah. And then he went back to that. I was like, this is the most inconsistent best show ever. But uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh so uh, yeah, man. Look at you when you, dude. By the way, you have the cutest kids I've ever seen in my life. Your daughter is adorable. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that's, and, my, that's my world, man. My halo bug. And like, and, and your wife is hot too. She, she's uh, she does. She's she's from Alabama. She got that southern twang. So yeah, she's a, she's a, she's an old country girl, man. She's probably, where did you guys meet? Um, we met when I was in college when I was playing ball at Jacksonville State. Uh, so she liked you back then, back when you had no money. Yeah, yeah, she's been with me since I, well, she, well, I ain't have shit, bro. She's been there since day one, man. 
So you played uh, basketball or football? Basketball. You played basketball with Jacksonville State. Uh, how close were you to going pro? Oh, very close. I mean, I, I, I went to a, a bunch of NBA trials, a bunch of NBA camps, and it just kind of fell through, man. I got close, but it just – I wasn't – I didn't go to a big enough school. I didn't have big enough numbers at the time, so I guess they just were like, I will pass on this guy. And um, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I honestly believe had I gone to the NBA – I would be broke right now. Like, I, I wouldn't have known how to handle all that success that early. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't mature enough. And um, I think he led me to where I'm supposed to be, which is in the UFC, doing what I love, chasing my dreams on this side. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, so you started training after college? Like, you walked into a gym right after college? Well, it was like two years. I had my son, and um, I mean, I got fat as shit, bro. I, I was like 310 pounds. Wow. I was just, you know, I was doing all kind of crazy shit, man, in the clubs, drugging and partying. And I just got to a point, man. I said, you know what? I need to get back in the gym and, and be an athlete. You know, I'm too young to be living like this, and I'm, I'm probably going to die soon um, if I keep going this route. So I walked into a gym, and from that day on, man, I just fell in love with, like, the, the actual concept of martial arts and learning and growing. It, it, it led me to where I am right now, man. I'm on the phone with you, you know, like. Crazy, you know? <laughs> how, how humbling was it as far as jujitsu? like, when you went in there? Because guys, like, that you're so big and strong. And, like, I, I imagine you were kind of getting tapped early, early on. Was that, like, a, like a oh, yeah. mind-blowing? Oh, yeah, dude. I got humbled very fast. I mean, uh, from jujitsu to boxing, I got my bell rung. Uh, by one of my buddies, he's, he's actually a good friend of mine now. We still kind of train together sometimes. He rung my bell my first day walking into a boxing gym, and I was like, man, I don't know, man, if I can do this. Like, I mean, I, I took my lumps, man, for a year, two years, you know, before I actually started seeing development in my game. And, it, you know, that's what I love about martial arts, man. You're never done uh, learning. You're never done growing. And, you know, it's humbling, man. I get humble still to this day. I mean, I, hell, I got humble this weekend. I got tapped by brown belts and, and black belts, you know, during a belt ceremony. But, you know, it's a part of the process, man. I love that part of it. I love, I love being able to quantify how much better I'm getting at something. And I think martial arts does that for me in my life. It gives me stability. Well, dude, I think you're right there, man. Like, I think you're probably one or two fights away from a title shot. I don't see – I mean, you got, you got everything, and you just, you're getting better every fight. And, uh, and the heavyweight division – with all due respect, isn't that deep. It's not like, you know, 170 or 155. Like, you're right exactly. there. You're right there. Yeah, I feel that same thing, man. And that's why I'm pushing so hard, man. Like, I'm just trying to stay active, stay in the gym, keep learning, stay healthy, and, and, and see where this year takes me, man. You know, I set a goal for this year, and I think I'm on track to, to get that accomplished. Um, you know, and, and we're just going to keep pushing, man. Keep pushing. I love it. And by the way, tell Eric to check those kicks, by the way. Make sure you kick him in the leg. Oh, cause... bro, I got you. I'll make sure I shoot that message to him. Because he's one of my favorite people ever. He's so good. He's so talented. He's another guy that, like, is almost too talented for his own good. You know, he's so athletic that, it, like, when he wins, he just runs through people, you know? So, but, exactly. But then sometimes it's like, oh, shit, he, has, he, he, he forgot that lesson. Uh, but Yeah. But he's so good. Both you guys together are just like the nicest guys, but also just like such a badass. I knew it when I met you, man. You're like this warm, like cuddly bear of just a, a nice human being who could rip your head off if he, if he wanted to. So that's, uh, that's really cool, man. You, you're like I appreciate a, that, brother. You're, you're, 
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're like a real live Luke Cage. If like Luke Cage is actually <laughs> a, a real human. I like man. that. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> it's truth, man. It's the truth. Well, thank you, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, Walt, it was a pleasure talking to you. All right, for sure, brother. I can't wait to get back to another show, man, and link up with you, man. I would love that, man. Let's do it uh, July 4th weekend, fight weekend. I'm, I'm down, bro. I'll be out there for sure. Oh, good. Also, I'm, I'm also um, writing the MMA awards, so do you want to present an award this year? Fuck yeah, bro. All right. I'll, I'll uh, text you this week. All right, brother. Let me know something. I'm, I'm here. All right. Take care. Later, brother. Thank you, Walt Harris. You are the man. I'm going to be rooting for you. You're a badass. Guys, thanks for listening to this podcast and that interview on The Rockfin. If you like it and you like what you're hearing, okay, tell all your friends to get it and to support me and to endorse me. Hope you guys have a great week.